Hi, I'm Matt Falk, coming at you from Hadi Da Studio. Welcome to Past, Present, Future, the only podcast in the universe that dares to appease the ghosts of comedy past, comedy present, and comedy yet to come. My guest today is an award-winning comedian, writer, and cartoonist. He's had two books of his cartoons published, and he's even been featured in The New Yorker, people! You may have heard him on the hit CBC radio show, The Debaters. He's appeared at Just for Laughs, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and was included on the TV show The New Wave of Stand-Up on CBC Gem. And if all those tremendous accolades aren't enough for you, his debut album, Horsepower, won Comedy Album of the Year at the 2021 Juno Awards. Please welcome Jacob Samuel. Hello, Jacob. Hey, Matt. That's a bit, that, I think, is the best intro I've ever gotten. Oh, that's nice to that's hear. A, the best delivered intro. That was fantastic. I love, too, how calm and deep your voice is compared to me, like, and Rudy Tootie Doody. And then it's like, hey, Matt, how you doing? I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, Ira Glass. Hi. How are you? I can't really... I can't really change that. I just, there's the way I speak. I can never be the kind of comedian who's like, hey, everybody. I think that's a good thing. I think there's enough of us out there. I think it's you nice know. to have uh, cooler sounding yeah. comments. For those who don't know, um, the first time me and you ever officially chatted, we were, uh, I think, aware of each other. I was certainly aware of you. Um, but we were on this meeting, this big Zoom meeting uh, with uh, a, a distribution company, and there was it was mainly American comedians, and yes. all of a sudden you sent me this private message going, "Hey, I think we might be the only uh, Canadians on this shindig," and then that's how we started chatting. So it, totally. that was nice. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's definitely there's definitely uh, <laughs> solidarity there. It's always a different situation yeah. for us. Um, yeah, I think I was aware of you too because I, I knew that. You know, I, 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 I'm very interested in comedy, so I, I kind of, like, look up people a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're a fan. Yeah, I am, because I want to know. I gotta, I'm like, what is this person doing? What's yeah. their shtick? And um, I think in Canada, a lot of people are aware of each other, but a lot sure. of us have not met. Right. It's not like there are as many comics in Canada as the U.S. But it's also, it's such a, it's so big. This country is so big, and the festivals are so spread out, so you really only get to see people when you're on these shows together. So like you go to Halifax Comedy Festival or Winnipeg or Just for Laughs, and then all of a sudden it's kind of like a reunion. But other than that, it's very hard to, unless you yeah. live in the same city, to really work together. Absolutely. Because it's not like people aren't, are are really touring everywhere. Yeah, it's exactly. You know, yeah. Um, I, I am I am pumped to chat with you, and I, I have a million questions I would love to get through. But unfortunately, uh, that's uh, that's not the format of the show. And uh, I, I have a feeling here it is right off the bat. We're kicking it off. All right, sir, give me a second. I am the ghost of comedy past. Today I take you to the worst show you ever did. Oh, boy. All right. See, this ghost of comedy past, he's got kind of a macabre element to him. And uh, he's brought me and you yeah. right here to the worst show you ever did, Jacob Samuel. I can see where he brought us, but can you describe it to the listeners? Where are we? It was at a, a local room here in Vancouver, still running called the, and they run a good show there called Full Pint, and it runs in a bar. It's a bar show. Okay. So it's like we're kind of thinking like a dark bar on a Tuesday night. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I can see and, it. Yeah. 
Um, and the important detail is that there are a bunch of Irish construction workers in the audience. I don't know which, why that would be an important detail, but I'm fascinated to find out why. It's a bad why. combination because you have, you have, you know, uh, kind of like tough guys. Sure. Um, who may want a more aggressive style of humor. And they're also yes. Irish, so they are witty and quick. <laughs> uh, You'd ever want the heckler to be funnier yeah. than you. And so this is like a, a perfect storm of things where just sort of a tough bar crowd. And I was also running a set for Winnipeg for TV. So like on a specific theme, right. so I was talking about a bunch of political stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just, and which is very weird to do at a bar show yes. on a weeknight when you're just like, so here are my political beliefs. And like, people are like, no, talk about you're, like, you're at a bar and you're, you're practicing for a set you're going to yeah. record for the CBC. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah is, it's just very different audiences. Yeah, and then you're kind of like, I need to stick to this set. I can't deviate because I'm. That's why I'm, I'm here. Trying to practice it. Yeah, and even anyway, you know, when you're running a show, sorry, you're running a set for TV. Even if it's going badly, you're kind of like, well, I'll just, I, I got a I'll bomb and kind of like, it's still kind of helpful the bomb. Sure. Because I'll Wait. get it's a practice just saying it. Right. At bit. least I got the words out. It doesn't yeah. matter if I got the laughs. Right. And and I got I was in like a tough situation. I could like remember what the next joke is. Uh that's how I look at it. And uh so I was I was doing it, it was not going over well. And when things don't go over well with me, I tend to like lose track of what I'm saying and I pause for too long. Okay. And then one of the, these Irish construction workers just yells, next song. <laughs> like it is just like and there's no comeback to that. Ah. Like it's it's like it's like it's like being shot in the head. You're just like so he yells that and like I'm just like done and I finish and I like stumble through the rest of the set. And this is the kicker. And then as I went to walk off the stage, I tripped and fell. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> And and what was the response when you tripped? I don't. And fell? I don't remember. I don't. I blocked it out. You're but it's just it. like. But in hindsight, I love that memory because if I'm doing a show and it's like, not, you know, it's getting a bit weird. It's not going well. I'm always like, don't worry. This is not going to be the worst show I've ever done. Like that's right. One time I fell off the stage. Like I'm not. I'm not worried. I got that out of the way. Oh my word. There's nothing worse than having a bad set and then adding insult to injury or just having some sort of extra thing. Like I remember one time I did a corporate gig and I bombed. It wasn't yeah. a very it wasn't a very good set and in order to leave, I had to the stage was at the front of the house and I had to walk through the audience all the way to the back where the hotel like the doors were for this con convention <laughs> oh, conference. Oh no. So as I'm, I say goodnight, thank you very much, and I'm walking off, and the, the clapping kind of dies yeah. down, and I'm still about halfway there. I haven't quite reached the door. The MC or the host gets back on the stage, and he says, "Well, you can't win them all." And <laughs> the audience just erupts into laughter, the biggest laugh of the night by far. Just as I'm opening the door, and I kind of have to look back and smile like I'm going, "That was a good one," and then you just go into your yeah. van and cry. That's rough. Was the MC a comic or just the no, person who the event? No, it was the a guy that worked there. He was the funny guy at the office, uh, and they said you're in charge. Oh my word! But falling off the and and it's so hard because you can't go. Okay, this isn't working. I'm deviating because you're there 
to practice the set. And how did the yeah. set go though when you recorded it for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival? Well, yes, well, of course. Yeah, it, yeah it, it's 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 a different thing, you know. It, it, it's it's a very, very yeah, it, it's totally different the setting, right? And wow. you know, you're you're on that show. There is a certain theme, and it went fine. And but when you're do, practicing it on like a bar, people are just like, "Why are you talking about this?" Yeah. <laughs> Talk about stuff that we like. Yeah, it's not what we came here on a Tuesday night to hear about. <laughs> That's exactly it. Okay, yes. on that note, Jacob, can you hear those bells? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so convincing. I think we're going to get our second visitation. Yeah. I am the ghost of comedy present. Answer this. What is more challenging? Writing jokes for stand-up? Or cartoons? Oh, that's a nice question. Okay, so you're a cartoonist as well, like we said in the intro. Yeah. Cartoons featured all over the place, including The New Yorker. What's more challenging, writing jokes for stand-up or cartoons? Um, oh, that's a great question. They are, I would say they're, uh, it's challenging different ways. Maybe I'll come to some sort of decisive answer at the end of this. Okay. But, um... Stand up is, I mean, it's a, it's easier to develop something because you're getting the feedback. Okay. And so, but it's harder. I mean, cartoons is a bit easier. It's harder in that you have to maybe, if you want to get something published, right? You have to like kind of convince one or two people that this is good. Right. And okay. So, so in terms of getting stuff published in magazines, like there are a bunch of cartoons where I'm like, this is a great joke, I think. And I can't believe you didn't buy this, mm. but that's just how it is, how it is. Um, but there's such a greater range of what you can do humor wise. Like you're not restricted by the person that you are. Yeah. So you can do darker well, that's jokes. Interesting. You can do um, more absurd stuff. Like stuff that's just like makes way less sense. And you just find funny because it's weird. Yeah, and, and then the, the visual element, too. Like, one of your New Yorker cartoons, forgive me if I get it wrong, but it, it was Narcissists on Ice. Yeah. And it was these two people lying on the ice, staring at their own reflection in the shiny surface of the ice. Yes. And it's hilarious, but to, to take the time to describe that, like I just attempted to do, wouldn't does not get as big of a laugh as just looking at this cartoon and you get the visual and the joke right away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the, the speed—it's just a di it's a different pacing, right? Because you connect like a cartoon really quickly, and a joke you the it it's like the word the cartoon is revealed all at once, or not quite all at once, mm. but as based on the time it takes for you to like read the words and look at the picture, which usually here's a little inside tip: it happens on usually a left to right thing. Oh yeah, okay. Picture. And people tend to point their eyes towards darker spots. So you can use, Ooh. and I'm not an expert at this, but you can kind of use shading to sort of dictate the pace of how someone absorbs the image. Wow. Okay. So in like um, the same way that you use cadence when you're on stage yeah. telling a stand-up joke, you would use shading and uh, that kind of stuff to, to tell people where to look and where to go. Yes. And also that you want to kind of the joke, like if there's some sort of reveal, you want that to happen on kind of the right side usually. Oh, like jeepers. Right, That's right cool. Right and down. Um, yeah, you just see, you kind of have to be aware, like, oh, you're, people are scanning it a certain way with their eyes. I find that fascinating. Yeah. But, like, so, so what, what would you say if you had to pick one? Because you do, because we can't pass this section yeah, without. Okay. You, I, well, what's more challenging? 
I think stand up stand up is is more challenging because to get like a really good because you can do a cartoon joke that's only that's for a certain group of people that some people get and it's a bit like and especially if you're doing like single panel cartoons it's a bit like well what's next and what's next i don't like this one but what's the next one like hmm. and people will like flip through your work and just see you know they'll find stuff they like whereas with stand-up you know you can't you don't want to lose them at any point and it yeah. has to be the the threshold has so high for the joke needing to work right yeah and you really do need to you need to win over about 85% of the audience in order for a joke to really stand yeah so and I, I, that's what i find uh challenging it's like really hard and in the now i i in particular because i'm trying to build a new act and it's just so hard to get those really big lines that work like those jokes that just hit so hard do you ever have a joke that doesn't work in your stand-up act that you go, this would be a good cartoon or vice versa? A cartoon that you're like, this isn't quite landing. I wonder if I could tell this as a, as a stand-up joke. Yeah, definitely. Like I've definitely taken a lot of jokes that don't work with stand-up and turn them into cartoons because that's a lot easier. Right. Because you're just like, well, okay, I'll just draw this and it's, and it's done. What if there was a visual element? Yeah. There's no threshold for a cartoon. You can just put it out there. Fine. Hmm. People just have to sort of get it. It doesn't need to be as like, like people could be like, oh, that's amusing, and then move on, right? Whereas a, a stand-up joke, if it's amusing, they're like, I didn't laugh at that, hmm. right? Like, 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 okay, that might be fine as like a transition line, but I need something to laugh at soon. Wow. Okay. So I, I did a cartoon that was like, um, it's like a chart, and it's like the evolutionary chart but backwards. Okay. And it's like, um, the the bottom axis is like time in relationship and then like the other one is like how she how your partner like perceives you and then it's just like a devolving be- being okay <laughs> so like that the stand-up joke is just like the longer i'm with like i've been with my wife the more she describes me like she's going backwards on the evolutionary chart <laughs> okay good yeah. yeah so then that started off as stand-up and turned into the cartoon no it started a cartoon and I've, and I've been like oh i think maybe i can get a stand-up joke out of this and once you once you do a joke as a cartoon format is it would you consider it burnt like is that over or can you say no no i no 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 i don't th- i don't think it's burnt what's the cartoon i'll take things i love that but that's the desperation of building a stand-up act. You're just like, I need anything, anything. I need to fill this. Like, you know? It's so true because that daunting 60 minutes, it is so incredibly huge. And when you're staring at a blank page after you release a special and you're just going, let's do this again, it is, it is intense. And you start reaching for stories that you've like never thought you would ever tell someone. And now you're like, I guess I'm telling a room full of strangers. Well, you've done that a, a, a few times, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I'm on my, I'm not trying to build my second sort of like, uh, forty-five minutes now, right. and it's tough. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really tough. Or there's the that uh, expression with musicians where they're like, "Well, you have ten years to make your first album, and then your second album, you have ten months." Yeah, that's about right. That's what it feels like. I, I can't imagine the pressure. I don't, I don't want to put anything on you if you're not already feeling this. So forgive me, but like. I, so I've done I've done four albums and I'm releasing my fifth uh, very very soon, uh, and now I'm I'm writing my sixth. But I don't know how that's possible. Well, it's my my wife and I write together, so she and she's a brilliant comedy writer, so that helps tremendously. Yeah, same, yeah my wife helps me write too, but I guess she's not doesn't have the output of your wife. <laughs> 
If that must be why she's holding me back. <laughs> that's all that it really is. Yeah, that's no. what I'm basically saying. No, I know that's not true. Okay, but uh, I've never had an award-winning comedy album. Is there a little bit of pressure after you release your debut comedy album, and then it's like wins the flipping Juno Award for best one of the year? It's like you and like uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie are in that group. It's a small group of comics that have done this. It, do you feel any of that pressure? Honestly, I feel less pressure. I feel oh, a relief. Beautiful. Because it's, because it's, I don't think, because it's what it's a Juno award. And no one in, in Canada, I don't think people aren't like, wait a second, you won two Junos? <laughs> uh, but by the way, I, one good story um, I have is I was in a bar, like a dive bar in my neighborhood in Vancouver. And this is what, this is my, like, what happens when you, winning a Juno is like in Canada is, I was in this dive bar and I was with a buddy of mine who doesn't really do comedy anymore, but used to. And I was sort of saying, I was talking loudly about the winning the Juno. And then <laughs> this old guy, an older man with a walker kind of like slowly comes over to our table. Right. And you're, and then you're always like, okay, what's this? Like, is this guy a bit off? Like, or maybe like, is he just, you know, friendly? We don't know. Yeah. And he goes, he's like, did I hear that you won a Juno award? And I was like, yes, uh, you know, kind of like, here we go. Bit, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and he goes, ah, I've won two. <laughs> what? Yeah. And he's like, and it, and, it, and it was true. He was like, he was a guy who did like um, music composition on TV shows. He's like, I've won two and, a, and an <laughs> Emmy. <laughs> and it just like walked away. It, it's, ac- it's actually, I feel less pressure because I kind of like have that credit now. Yeah. And I don't expect to like to. I, I I didn't expect actually to win this, and I don't expect to win again. Really. Well, I'm glad you're not feeling the pressure. No, no, I, I feel the pressure to be good. Sure. Like the like like that's that's what's hard is that I know it's like I'm like oh I worked really hard on this first act and it took me ten years to get this together and get these jokes and it's it's the pressure to be have something that's as good as that and mm. to like write be able to generate new material like that's what's tough wow huh i wish i had uh i wish i had comforting words for you jacob yeah but- and by and it's it's interesting that your wife also writes with you because i feel like it, it's such a positive thing in a relationship because you're just like what was that mean thing you said about me okay like i'll do more of that <laughs> More criticism. <laughs> it is funny because oftentimes she'll say, like, remember that time that you did this or that you said that or that this thing happened to you? That's a bit. And I am so repressed that I'm like, I don't even want to think about it, let alone talk about it. So I'm like, no, 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 that's yeah. that's not a bit. No, 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 no. And she has to, like, convince me like a therapist, like, it's okay. You can talk about this. <laughs> it's okay. And then, like, it. trust me, it's funny. And then I go and share it. And sure enough, it does work. And then... But that's the thing is if I was just alone writing this stuff, I would never have the bravery to just say some of these things. But, uh, you know, having someone else outside of yourself saying, no, no, trust me, get out of your own head and put this uh, down on paper. Exactly. And that perfectly placed crash of thunder means only one thing. It is time for our final visitation. Okay. I am the ghost of comedy yet. What would change if you became a household name tomorrow? Oh boy, it's kind of like a 
monkey paw situation. What happens, Jacob, if you wake up tomorrow and you're not just a Canadian household name, yeah. but like a household name, let's say, over all of North America? Oh, uh, uh, wow. Um, well, I would probably do one big tour and then retire. <laughs> what? No, I don't, I don't think I would retire. I would probably... No, it's too late. You said it. You said it. Okay, so, but why, why was that, why was that your first instinct? One big tour and then retire. Is that kind of like, is the, are you just want to do that one big theft and then just get out of the game for yeah, good? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, one, one last heist. One, that's it. No, I, I, th- I don't, I wouldn't see myself being the kind of comic who's like, like releasing special after special after special. That felt like um, a dig. Yeah, it is a dig. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'd start like, I'd probably, I'd probably like try to start some sort of like production company and produce other people's stuff too. Wow. I wouldn't want to just only focus on my own act. That's really interesting. Um, that would, I, would, I, I, I think I would get tired of that. I like collaborating mm. and working on collaborative stuff. So you, you're, is, is stand-up, do you ever, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you ever think of stand-up as a means to an end? Like, is stand-up just kind of like one of the ways that you like being creative? Because you're, you're an insanely creative guy who has all these different mediums. So you're, it's, it's interesting to me that if all of a sudden everything goes perfect, you kind of go, oh, phew, now I can branch out a little bit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't quite see it. I do enjoy stand-up. It's just that I don't. It's not. I don't want to do hundred put hundred percent of my time into just being alone stand up. Right. Yeah. Like I want to be in a writer's room with people. Whatever. However, that could happen. You know. Huh. Too. Like I collaborating, working on jokes together, to me is a more enjoyable way to spend time. So that's yeah. Like it's not. It's not a means. I think it's it's a. It's like I would see. I always want stand up to be part of what I do, mm. but I wouldn't. Like I, I, yeah, but I will. I'm interested in other things as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a lovely, a lovely note to to segue into. But as always, before we wrap up, we need to talk here, Jacob. We need to decide what it is you think the ghosts are trying to teach you through these three visitations. What What do you What What have you learned on your journey today, Jacob? I am not uh, that I need to quit. <laughs> no. <laughs> That it's over. That it's over. Yeah. Well, if I I like to say that in Canadian comedy, there's two, there's two possible paths. There's like the road of failure or the road of success. They both lead to you quitting. Wow. At some point in the future. <laughs> wow. That that that's almost too profound to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know what they're trying to tell me. I don't know. What do you think they're trying to tell me? To me, Jacob. You seem like the type of guy who almost everything he touches turns to gold. You know what I mean? You love the craft and the formation of writing jokes and being creative and making things, whether that's, uh, you know, you're crafting this set for the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. You don't even care if you kill in this tiny little bar filled with Irish construction workers. You just want to get the words out because you're making something. And then when you're actually doing cartoons, you love the challenge. You like the two different mediums. It was really hard for you to pick which one was harder. Even It didn't even seem like you were 
really even had a favorite. It was just like, you could kind of interchange them. If one didn't work here, you could do it here. You like building. And that really comes to a point when we said, what would you, what would happen if you became a household name? And you're like, I would do other stuff. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're the kind of person that is just like, so in love with creating and so good at it too, that you just want to keep making different things, whether, you know, whether they're the same thing you've been doing this whole time or whether the things that you've become known for, you don't really care about that. You just like making good stuff. Yeah. I like the process. Okay. I don't know how I didn't put that together, but yeah, I like the, the process is what's enjoyable. And you make it look so easy, my friend. All right, Jacob. Where do people find you? Um, you can find me on uh, the socials at uh, my handle is at by by Jacob Samuel um, or um, on my website, which is also by Jacob Or you can find my um, I actually have a, a special on YouTube, a 45 minute. Yes, you do. Uh, taping of just of just one show. So that's called Horsepower and it's on YouTube for you to enjoy with your eyes and ears that and that's the one for our listeners that uh, that did win the juno and do follow jacob on instagram because you can also check out all of his cartoons he, he puts a ton of them on instagram and they're hilarious so a big thank you to my very special guest jacob samuel thank you to the ghosts of comedy past present and future and thank you most of all to all of you listening out there in radio land please would you do me a big favor could you uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review that helps us out so much hey until next time i'm matt falk god bless us everyone